Welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. Good morning. I'm Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and uh, this is Talking Joy, and I'm glad that you're here with us this morning. We have most of our team. We have Ariane, Jennifer, Joanne, Blair, and Lindsay are all with us, and Katie's actually away on uh, like a little getaway with her family, so we miss Katie today. To uh, recap a little bit, we're going to do part three of self-care, self-compassion, uh, kindness to ourselves for, for the year of 2020, and the last two podcasts talked about uh, non, being non-judgmental. We talked about um, compassion for ourselves and for others. We talked about uh, being out in nature, um, and that resonated with a lot of people. And so today we're going to talk about prayer, um, which is a, an important part of my life. And you know, I have found, at least being a spiritual director, that oftentimes people don't know how to begin to pray. And some people who are praying already. Um, you know, may want to add a new layer or some depth to it. So I thought we would talk a little bit about that today. On the sheet here that we've been following, it says prayer is one of the main ways that we practice our spirituality. It's an effort to communicate with God um, and that our prayers are one of our natural healing resources that each one of us can use today, any time of the day. Um, And so do any of you feel like you go to prayer often or not pray at all or there's really no right or wrong answer to this but we pray as a family together every night um we each add our own part of it um and my husband is german so he he says the our father in german which my kids now know um and through the years uh we've changed our prayers we pray for people that need prayers um we thank god for what we have um, so we're being grateful um, instead of just asking for things. Um, and uh, I love how I've seen my kids grow in their prayers and mature. And um, I just think it's really a special time of the day to do that. Yeah. And so what you're teaching your kids or what you're offering them is this great tool for life to always be able to go and lean back on that, especially the Lord's Prayer in German. That'll be something that is so sweet and tender to them as they grow older that will always remember them of this special time with your husband. And it's unique and different, mm-hmm. and it will probably be very comforting to them. You know, I was thinking about when I was preparing for today that um, my grandmother taught me the Lord's Prayer uh, when I was, I don't know, really little, but we used to bow at the side of the bed. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a beautiful memory of that. And I'm so, I was just thinking this morning, I'm so grateful that she taught me that because no one else did. And then I remember, I so I have these rosary beads that were hers, but they're not real ones, like real, like heavy. They're kind of like this plastic version and it came in this little plastic box. Mm-hmm. And I still have the paper that describes the prayer in the box. And I, I remembered this morning when I was thinking of her and kind of giving thanks in my prayer time, I remember begging her that I could have, because I thought her prayer beads were so neat, and I was so 
enamored by them as a kid as any kid would. Um, and I think she gave me the cheap version, but I bet today she wishes I had the real ones because I didn't know what happened to those. But anyway, it's they're beautiful memories, but it's it, I lean back on that in times when I don't know what to pray, mm-hmm. I go back to that. So it's great if we can equip our kids, um, you know, with those prayers, you know, in the privacy of our own home. And actually, that's interesting you mentioned that about the prayer beads. I did that with my Sunday school class here at the church a couple of weeks ago. I wrote the Lord's Prayer out on a big coaster board, and then I chose certain words and coded them by color. Um, you know, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, for gold thy will be done on earth, on earth as it is in heaven, and had white for that. And I had the kids take a string and then little pony beads, the plastic beads, sure. not special ones and put them in order, and as we were doing it, I had them repeat the prayer. And I have been very impressed in past years, um, Ariane, that your kids can say it in English and in German. Quite <laughs> quite an um, yeah. impressive concept. But um, it was great, and the kids really, I feel like they connected with it, and Liza tied hers onto her wrist, and of course it was dragging in her food and everything <laughs> was a mess. But, um, you know, she really was proud of that, and I think it's a great prayer. And I'd said, you know, we talked about praying and, you know, prayers of pleading and, and kind of general prayers for guidance and for grace or, or hope or patience and and also just being able to lean back on standard prayers and I think that's really helpful. Can you say a little bit more about the prayers of pleading? What do you mean by that? Oh, you know, I want, let us win this game. Mm-hmm. You know, let us, um, I want 100 on my test. You know, that's not productive, you know, trying to tell kids you can't, it's not a genie in a bottle you know, you can't just ask for a million dollars or... Yeah, so you were giving them some other ideas of how, instead of... Because most people who don't pray, pray when there's an emergency or a crisis in their lives and they're pleading prayers because it's like, oh, please, God, stop. Let this stop. Please don't do this to me or, you know, heal me or heal my mother or whomever. And so that's a really important lesson that you taught the kids that that's available to us all the time and that it... That it we can go to it when we do have emergencies, but to have this other depth to it mm-hmm. in times when things are fine, I think, is, is such an important tool for, mm-hmm. for all it, of us. And to say, you know, in this crisis, give me strength, give yes. me patience, not, you know, deliver me from this yeah. challenge. Right. Yeah. I think prayers, I think they also they connect <clears throat> us to our past and they um, bring us through to our future. Mm. That's very true. I love that. Say that one more time. Um, (laughs) I can say it for you. Prayers um, connect us to our past and bring us through to our future. Yeah. Something like that. Along along into the future. Good saying. Yeah, you do. We're going to have to quote that one. If I'm going to be completely honest, I feel like I don't pray a lot. But when, you know, someone has a loss or there is, you know, someone is sick. I mean, I am very sincere when I say, like, I'm thinking about you, I'm praying for you. I just don't know who I'm praying to exactly. Um, I've always, I've said this in our small group, I I feel very spiritual. I grew up going to church. I like all of it. I just don't know what it is that I'm actually believing in. Um, I don't really use the word God. I don't, to be honest, it doesn't make me super comfortable, and I don't know why, even though I'm comfortable with my spirituality. So I just don't know. I almost feel like I'm, I'm from a different time where I'm almost like Native American, and I believe in like the earth spirit and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and But I just, it's funny. I, I feel almost insincere when I say like, I'll pray for you. 
but I am sincere in meaning that like it's ripping me up to the core that you're sick or that you lost someone. I just don't know how to make it feel more than like a fake prayer in my head. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm struggling with that whole thing. Well, I, I love your honesty. And I think that for anybody who's listening, I bet you there's a lot of people that that will resonate with. Um, and I think that you're more the norm today to say something like that. And if, if you're not comfortable using the word God, then you could use the word Mother Earth when yeah. you say a prayer because yeah. you, you said those words yourself, and it's so beautiful. And, you know, people at the beginning of time, you know, the, we were talking a little bit about the rosary beads, and the rosary beads came down through the Catholic Church in time, but they were around long before the church was formed. Mm-hmm. People used to, they're called rosaries because people used to put roses together. Roses oh, mean love, and we were attracted to the beauty of the rose as yeah. human beings. And so so you being connected to earth is really being connected to, to where you came from. Right. So right. it's right. It's right for you. And that's why I love when I teach spirituality, it's, it's you don't have to buy into my you know, spin on it, but you're going to, by us suggesting all of these different ways to pray and all of these different ways to connect to God or your higher power or mother earth Mm -hmm. for you is that you're given a pathway to get there. Right. Right. But you you need to find your own unique way and you're coming because you're longing for something. You know, when we talk about these things in our small groups, something's resonating with you deep within. Right. Or you wouldn't come. You would say, oh, that's, that's not why for I love me. That's small group because you lead it in a way where you're secure in what you believe and you lead it with confidence. And I love that. And I and it gives me confidence even if it's, you know, all the terminology and stuff is slightly different for me. That's I, You're very open about come one, come all, and find what resonates with you. That's, yeah. I've, I've always found that very comforting in, like, the years that I've moved to this town. So... Thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> but your intentions that you're setting for people when you hear, that's so genuine, that's real. You're yeah. sending yeah. real thoughtful energy to those people, which I call prayer, you might call energy. Yeah, maybe you know, it's energy. just the, it's just the words that we use. Yeah. We get locked up on that. You know, especially for people who were wounded in the church as children, you know, they get locked up on you know, the language from that church, but they can still connect to God or their higher power in a different way. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and then healing happens. You know, that's, I've raised my kids in a way that I've introduced my religion to them. But I also want them to have the freedom to choose to connect with God however they choose to. But I've laid the groundwork right. for it. Um, and I feel like, you know, when I, when I was a kid, my one grandmother was Catholic and grandparents were Catholic. And my other grandparents were Presbyterian. And I hated that when I was a kid because I would go to the Catholic Church a lot with my one set of grandparents, and then I'd go to the Presbyterian, and I never felt like I belonged anywhere. But I realized now that was actually a gift in my own personal life because I felt like an outsider in a lot of ways, but I loved God and wanted to connect and always felt spiritual. And so I have, I think, a greater capacity for and compassion for people that come from all different faiths. Because I because I walked that as a, as a kid, but I think it was it was God's way of of leading me into this work. I think where I always thought that it was a negative and ended up being a positive. Because if I had just one faith, I would say, oh well, the Presbyterian way is the only way. But I believe that all these good paths lead to you know one great higher power. Yeah. 
And I actually think it's more sincere that you are questioning and seeking on your own. And you're trying to come up with your own conception of a higher power rather than just accepting as, you know, wrote what someone told you. So I, I feel like you shouldn't, I mean, obviously you feel the way you feel, but you should realize that regardless of who you're praying to or sending positivity through, that's, that's real. And yeah. that's what I really feel, you know, I completely am in line with you also, Lindsay. Um, but it's, it's kindness, it's, it's compassion, it's, it's finding that within yourselves. And we all have it. It's just the way that it comes out for different people. It's different. Yeah. It's all different. I think we all have it, and some people it's blocked and right. can't get out. And I think that spiritual practices and being open like Lindsay is lets, lets you get it attracted to you mm-hmm. wherever you are. And see, it'll meet you wherever you are if you're open to it and you've been open to mm-hmm. it. And that's why it's it's feeding you. So thank you. I love that you were so honest about that. Um, it's really important. So I just thought I would move into some quick ways that we can pray that are kind of fun. Um, and I heard somebody say that they do this the other day. Uh, actually, one of my uh, directees that came to see me said that she sets her alarm clock at 7 a.m., but it says that you can uh, give an alarm clock alleluia. When your alarm clock goes off in the morning, you can open your eyes and you you can repeat, I do this a lot. I often, before my feet hit the ground, I say, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. But you can also just set the intention from the minute you get up. And I always use that phrase, like, before my feet hit the ground, because we all have that minute. You know, I know I spend a lot of time in prayer in the morning, and it just... I just, I just love it, but not. It's not for everyone. But you, everybody can set an intention for the day. Yeah. I just wanted to say, my grandmother taught me something when I was. I don't even know how old, and I still say to this day, and it makes me kind of laugh because it's. I think of a child because I before I do the same thing when I wake up. I say, Jesus, Mary, Joseph, I offer you this day. Hope I be a good girl today. <laughs> so so I say that every morning, and it just makes me laugh because I'm like, I'm not a little girl anymore, but I still feel like it just puts me in the right yeah, frame of that. mind for the it's day. A, it's exactly. It's a positive, it's a positive prayer yeah. to set that intention for your day. You know what I think is great is that several of us have already mentioned that a grandparent or a parent had this influence on us or we're influencing our children with a certain type of prayer. So don't underestimate what we teach our kids. They carry their whole lives. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in my 50s, and I still go back to that Lord's Prayer, and it gives me such comfort. It's so tender for me because it happened at a tender, beautiful time in my life. Um, and same with you, and you mm-hmm. still, you still, it's still there. I probably was four. Yeah, I don't know. and I love that you still say it exactly how you did because I think – we are all God's children or children of the earth, you know? And I think it's important to view each other like that too. We can be more forgiving, more loving. When you see somebody as like a little kid or you see yourself as a little child, you're more forgiving. You know what's so compassionate? Like it makes me teary-eyed right now is that you just said we're all God's children and then you said we're all children of the earth. So you changed your language to make sure that Lindsay felt loved and to included. be more inclusive and yeah. I think that's yeah. what we should all do yeah. it's we true. should all be and I and I do fully agree you're an earth child I'm such sure. I feel like I'm <laughs> such an earth child yeah but Holy I'm definitely yeah. you know I definitely believe in uh, God um but I but I see God in nature which mm-hmm. is yeah you know along the same lines but yeah yeah <laughs> 
And we've gotten away from nature. We talked about that in the podcast, you know, the last time when we talked about nature as a, as a place for practicing loving kindness to ourselves. And um, we did that on our retreat. Several of us here went on our Talking Joy retreat. Um, how did you guys feel when you came back from that retreat? Connected, well, connected, yeah. well rested, um, almost more vibrant inside. It's almost like we got that energy from the waterfall, mm. and I felt more like alive and happy to be home, and yeah, like I had more to give because yeah. I gave to myself. So, just to update people who are listening, we went away, most of us, for an overnight um, into the mountains in Pennsylvania, and. Uh, a couple of us on Saturday morning went for a hike and we went down to these waterfalls and we were just chit-chatting and da 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 and, but when we came out of there or something happened when we were down in there that all of a sudden we all just went off sort of you know just drifted off on our own kind of everybody did their own thing a couple of people found heart rocks and there was a we we came we were different when we came out more peaceful within myself I think and as a group we were yeah. We all just seemed a little more grounded. And so it's so easy to not do those things, to get out into nature, but it really, it's where we came from. Mm-hmm. You know, we came from the earth. We all live in, in these concrete you know, buildings and houses and things like that. But you know, if you go back to the time of the roses being thread together, you know, we were one with the earth. And, and I think that that's why we feel so connected to God or, or to Mother Earth when we go back into those places. So it's 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 such an important place to uh, to go. And I, and I took your advice from one of the previous podcasts. You said when you go into nature, go into nature, you know, prepare. Don't wear your best shoes. Don't wear, just go in so that you can fully enjoy it and be present there. And for me, it was, I didn't have to worry about anything and I loved it. It was, it was a different experience. It was something I had never experienced before. So... Yeah, you left all your good shoes at home. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And practicing shower prayer, water is a powerful Mm. spiritual symbol. And as you soap and rinse in the shower, pray to be cleansed of any feelings of anger, bitterness, resentment, or regret. Now, see, this is a good one because it's different than setting the intention for the day. We all have feelings of, I mean, I know I have them. Do you have them? Mm -hmm. Of course. We all have feelings of regret or, oh, I wish I hadn't said that or you know, or some relationship that's not whole, um, and what a great way and symbol to, uh, to release that. I, I love that image yeah, of, of, kind of purification too. in mm-hmm. the water, yeah. and I think that's really powerful, and that's an interesting thing that I hadn't heard of. Mm. I feel like that's also why I love a rainy day. I feel like it washes away any, like, bad thoughts or moments or feelings, and it causes us to sometimes settle down and just kind of maybe not do everything we usually would do. I feel the same way about a rainy day like that. Yeah, yeah. I remember my grandfather used to always say, "Rain never hurt anybody," you know, because people would always be like, "Oh, it's raining today." I, hate it so much. I feel like it's like a clean slate. Like it rains, everything will be okay well, once it the stops. Storm, the sun, the sun will always come comes out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good it way. It does to make you appreciate the sunny days. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yes, we get a lot of rain here. Do you guys think that? I think we have more than Seattle. I think. No, what I my think. mom lives Somebody's in Seattle. Like, we don't really? have more than Seattle. Always gray there. Always. Uh, by the way, this list of, of some of these suggestions that I'm reading are, are from a, uh, called BeliefNet, and I'll post that on the website. Um, 
You can practice driveway meditation. I know Jennifer does this. <laughs> this one is especially for those Before who Before I even knew you, I knew the story. I know, I love this. And that your kids recognize yes. it. I think that's yeah. so fascinating. Um, it's turn your time behind the wheel into a time of prayer. Before starting the engine, place your hands lightly on the steering wheel and breathe deeply several times. And ask the spirit to steer you through your day and back out of your driveway slowly and remain aware of the slowness. Um, I had a... Uh, a woman who used to come and see me. It was a long commute to work back and forth. And, um, but I said to her, can you just drive one way in silence? And it just completely shifted her day. So it's being in the car, we always think is like a task or just a means to an end of like, I just need to get from point A to point B, but it's a great place to, uh, to let your mind think about other things. Um, climbing the stairs. If you work at an upper floor of a multi-building, you can skip the elevator and climb the stairs and make your climb to work, um, you know, for your body and for your soul. Like a moving meditation. Yeah. You know, and you could do that in your house. You could teach your kids that, just running up the stairs back and forth. You know, a moving meditation. I've never heard that. Well, that's what <clears> you always say. That's yoga. what yoga is. Like a, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Or like a labyrinth. Maybe that's why I've always loved running up and down the stairs, actually. <laughs> and around your house. Who says that ever? <laughs> I do. I found it fun. <laughs> uh, but no, moving meditation. We don't necessarily have to be still and, um, you know, calming our mind to be meditating. Um, yoga is a form of meditation. Simply walk, taking a walk can be yeah. meditative, yeah, like out in nature. Um, so I think it's important to talk about how meditation doesn't have to be sitting down and relaxing, but you can be out and about and just trying to be more mindful with what you're doing. And, um, yeah, just paying attention to your breath yeah. while you're yeah. going up and down the stairs. Yeah. And the like next... That. Oh, oh, sorry. No, good. I said I really like that, Joanne. I, I mean, I think that, you know, growing up, I always thought of prayers as, you know, kneeling, mm -hmm. you know, being in a pew being in church or, you know, just right before bed. But I like this idea that you can introduce it into daily life, kind of where it fits in, and to kind of bring that awareness to new situations. I, d I definitely do, too. I feel like sometimes I'll be doing the laundry, and I'll be saying a prayer to God, just asking him, you know, like, is this the right way, or what else could I be doing, or... Oh. Yeah, and the next one on the list, just leading into that, is, is task-oriented not multitasking, but one task and really paying attention to the task and, and bringing prayer into mm. that. See, I'm um, ahead of the times. <laughs> <laughs> there was a great book that I, organically. <laughs> there was a great book that I read once and there was a woman who was very intentional about that. She wrote a whole book about it. I can't remember what it is right now, but washing in the hands and feeling the soap on her hands and kind of... Buddhist. Yeah. Yeah, very Buddhist. Um, and uh, fast... For one minute, in times of stress, we are often tempted to reach for foods that aren't healthy for us yeah. before we reach for the fried food, sugar, <laughs> chips. I can't relate to that at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Wait one minute, offer the minute to God, and ask for the grace you need to control your appetite. And chances are you'll no longer be tempted until the minute is up. If you do just give in, just remember that God forgives you and forgives yourself. <laughs> Why do they have to that. add that? Because yeah. <laughs> it's the guilt. Because it's, it's the guilt. Because then you'll beat yourself up the rest right, of the day. Right. <laughs> like self-loathing stuff. Um, touch the earth. Native Americans, this is for you, Lindsay, yeah. have a saying. Never let a day go by without touching the earth with your foot. 
if only a couple of times mm -hmm. a week, take a five or 10 minute break to walk in a meditative way. Give up your usual energized stride to pay attention to the movement of lifting your leg, bending your knee, and placing your foot. Observe your breathing and check in with your body. Look around. Nature tunes us into all of that that's present. That's actually funny because I always, in the summer, like love to not wear shoes. Right. Yeah. And I like to just be outside without shoes on. That's my feet are so callous. Too. <laughs> you know what's the best feeling, too, is in the spring, the first time that you can actually take your yes. feet off and yes. feel that. See, there's something about that yeah. that resonates with us, that yeah, feeling of your feet, like that tickly grass sensation. When you put a baby in the grass for the first time, no. and they're like, what is yeah. this? <laughs> their feet like, or in the sand. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. sand. I love the beach. Yeah. I mean, everyone yeah. loves walking barefoot on the beach. It's like this. So the last one on the list here says, pray a peanut butter minute. This is a good one for moms of school kids. And when making your child's lunch, whisper a prayer as though you are sending the prayer right mm. into your child's meal. You might even tuck in a bless. Oh, oh wow. That's beautiful. Like that's a good one. So hopefully this gives everybody some new ways to think about prayer and that prayer isn't like Blair said, you know, so many of us, um, you know, and I grew up that way too because I learned the Lord's Prayer at the side of the bed is that we pray before we go to bed at night or we pray before a meal. But prayer is a continual, um, ongoing conversation with God or higher power um, that I continually all day long, you know, I might pass somebody and they have a cane, and I just offer them a blessing, mm -hmm. not out loud. I think that was a little weird, but I do. I offer people blessings all day long as I pass them. And, or yeah, we've mm -hmm. talked about that, and ambulance. So, um, so thanks for listening. I'm Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy, talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at TalkingJoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.